Welcome to Vino Week, Episode 8, brought to you by Vino 101. Hi, welcome to Vino Week, I'm Bill. Hello, everyone. I'm Al. Uh, hope everyone's having a good time, and uh, we got some great topics this week for you. <laughs> yes, in, indeed. It always, uh, the world of wine is, uh, it's newsworthy. It really is. When we started doing this, I didn't really think that there would be enough to talk about, you know, on a, you know, a bi-weekly or weekly basis, but that's certainly not proven to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting because other, um, I've heard other shows in different, in, in different businesses that, that sort of do podcasts like this. And there are periods of time where things slow down. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that's the case with, uh, cause it's kind of the slow period right now. Uh, I mean, starting, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they're starting to ramp up, right? As it compared to, compared to harvest time. It's slow for news. It's, it might not be so slow for a winery because right now they're probably getting ready. Uh, a lot of, a lot of places are, are probably doing a lot of bottling right now. I would imagine. Oh, I uh, see. Yeah, that's true. They, they, Doing their you know, so they gotta and... they gotta empty out the vessels and uh, get them prepared for the impending harvest in the next several months. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll be around <laughs> the holidays. It'll be interesting to see if there is a slow period. But uh, what do we plan so... to do? We'll just go dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll just <laughs> we'll have it, it. We'll have thirty minutes of silence. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. So we got uh, we've got in the news uh, seems to be a reoccurring theme with well, the uh, development the development the development so there's a this we're you're starting to refer to um, um, some folks in Napa at Soda Canyon yes sir that got the their, caves at Soda Canyon yes got their hands slapped for a little overbuilding without asking permission. You know, Bill, I don't know if it was overbuilding. I think what happened was they kind of deviated from the plan. They might not have been aware, and then things just kind of got done. And then at the end, when the, you know, when the when the inspector came by and was looking at the plans and said, "What's this?" They were like, "Oh shoot, how did that get there?" Oh, we added a room. <laughs> and a One of those deals. A seven hundred square foot patio. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. But I, you know, what's funny to me is what they got there. You know, a lot of times you would think the, the the entity, the government entity that's sort of regulating this, would just charge them more money or fine them or something. In this case, they're like, you have to convert stuff. You can't use the patio. They can't use. I mean, it's pretty. It, I don't know. It's a. It, it seems kind of harsh. Well, what they're doing also is they're making them go through the reapplication process yeah. to, you know, to to apply for another permit, right. you know, later on in the future, make like maybe next year or something. And un- until then, they can't use it. They've made them close the shaft, I guess. Yeah. One of and, the, uh, caves. you know, I mean, the whole thing about you going to the wine country, you know, you're in the cave. I mean, how cool is it to pop out at the top, sit at the top of a hill under the umbrella? You know, I mean, that's that's. That's a nice draw for a winery. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't see what the big deal is. I mean, am I, what am I missing? I mean, um, they, they, they should have followed the rules, but they yeah. didn't. It's already done. I mean, find them, like you said, find them uh, and just let them, you know, continue and do what they're do. Yeah. They're, I mean, big business does this all the time. They go out, yeah. they do things that they know are against the law, 
they get busted, they pay the fine, and then everybody just moves on. Well, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, as we're watching um, other developments unfold around us locally, there definitely seems to be some change in the in the climate with regard to approving projects for wineries. Um, and I'm sure that the, the folks at Soda Canyon, you know, that, that practice of sort of like, well, you know, we started this project and then we, you know, we got into it and thought like how awesome it would be if we did this other thing. And it's not that out of bounds and it's common was common practice in the past. Yeah. You know, it's just like, all right, yeah, you could, you know, you could do this and then, you know, just apply for a variance on your permit and it's all good. I think all that's changing. Yeah, the, the, the Farm Bureau president, who is Norma Tofanelli, which is, you know, that's a pretty prestigious name if you've had the Tofanelli wines. Uh, this is her quote. This denial will send a clear message that in Napa County, it will no longer be easier to beg forgiveness than to ask permission. Yeah, there you go. There you so go. that's. Wow. wow. That's, uh... <laughs> so. Well, I mean, that's clear, you know, it's like, hey, we got a process. It's, you know, it was sort of a loose process and now we're tightening reins. Yep. Um, that's what's going on. So speaking uh, of Napa Valley, it looks like the auction's happening. You've been perusing the, the auction site? Oh man, there's some doozies. I'm getting <laughs> ready. As I as I said earlier, if I have checks, I can write them right in my checkbook. Yes, yes like you can. Jet, jet tours and yeah. Well, lot number one is you've got uh, eight bottles of prestigious wine: uh, Beaulieu Vineyards, Charles Krug, Fremark, Fremark Abbey, some Ghost Block. I could go on and on. A round trip private jet flight. Um, Looks like a little Learjet, an Exojet. I'm not sure what an Exojet is, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs> for, up, for up to a couple couples from anywhere in the U.S., two is nights luxury accommodations at Meadowood. That's not a bad place to stay. Yeah, is that continental U.S. or or any any like could I fly from Hawaii? Is... No, no, it says continental. Oh, okay, <laughs> I might bid though. You know, coming from Hawaii or something. <laughs> And you're staying at Meadowood. I talked over you. Yeah, you're staying at Meadowood. Uh, it's for two couples, so you know, take your friends. Uh, one day cooking class at uh, Greystone uh, Culinary Grace. Academy, yeah. and uh, uh, dinner and, and lunch for two or for four, excuse me. And uh, it kind of goes on and on, but that kind of there's 50 lots, so you can go through this site. We'll, we'll link it up. You can go through the sites. And just, uh, you know, pick something. If you can't make the auction, pick something you might be interested in. You can bid on it um, via the Internet. Yeah, fun to look, right? Oh, yeah. It's fun to look, fun to dream. What is the uh, – um, and the, the money – does the money from the auction go to charity? Uh, yes, it does. It goes right. to um, – go, it goes to local hospitals, I believe, and um, other charitable events. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's – there's nothing wrong with that, man. No, nothing. Not at all. You no. could have fun, and you could. Uh, is that a write-off bill? <laughs> well, it would. It would be right if it's a, a charitable organization. Yeah. If the guys that are running the auction are a five hundred one c three. Yeah. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's why the those uh, some of those lots go for ridiculous prices. You know, I know that you're probably going to be bidding on some of this stuff, but I'm going to have to stay pat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be right out there. <laughs> I got my paddle. I'll be right out there. <laughs> well, you have to sign up, so we you know, have hurry to, up and sign up. 
we have to go cover one of these events one time. Oh, yeah. Boy, wouldn't that be something? Well, you know, when you're there, the event itself, you know, all the things that surround it that weekend are pretty pretty crazy, I would imagine. I bet, I bet it's uh, it's got to be uh, – it'll be very interesting. Uh, interesting to see who's, you know, go hang out with the hoi polloi. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be um, – there'll be lots of uh, limos rolling around. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so there's um, – um, it looks like the – uh, Yamaha got approved to uh, fly drones for farming, for uh, like crop spraying, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. Here, let me uh, see if I can find that. Uh, where did I put that? And it, it's not a small. It's not a small thing either. It looks like a. Obviously, we'll put the link in, but it looks like a little helicopter. Well, it's not a little helicopter. It's two hundred seven pounds, I think. Yeah, if you look at the video, when those guys, they, they show a, it's like a little three-minute video. It takes up the whole inside of a, you know, a full-size van. Yeah. You know, and they, they bring it out. So it's, uh, but this is, this brings up an interesting, uh, an interesting thing here. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Let me go ahead and uh, get rid of that because we're going to get some oh, feedback. it's, it's talking to you about uh, Yeah. That. Well, <laughs> I, it looks like I can't read the article without other stuff popping up, but I know that uh, Yamaha they got um, they got it approved through the FAA, and they're the only provider that has clearance as far as working with the drone. Some of the aspects of it, uh, it's there's two people have to be operating it um, or not operating, but but on the site when it's in use, I believe, and one person has to always maintain in line site with it. So, you know, they're, they're being pretty strict with the first rollout as far as the limitations. And I think there's like 28 restrictions. So, I mean, they're rolling it out, but they're being super, super careful with, with what they're allowing. So I'm, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, it's been used, they use these things all, they've been using them for years in Japan and in other countries, uh, for, for crop and for pest management. So right. it'll be interesting to see what happens and how this how this works out here. Because I could just see in our area, you know, where we live, people getting pretty irate <laughs> with the drone flying around in the yeah. vineyard. <laughs> because for one thing, it's got to be, it's something that's got to be done in the daytime. And what people don't realize when you live out here in wine country is a lot of the pest management or any type of spraying it's typically done in the evening when people are asleep. Yeah. You know, you know, it's done under the cover of darkness. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, we'll have the, the, the local police will be getting calls about, you know, New World Order. <laughs> you know, spraying, they're spraying me to, you know, uh, make me infertile. Chemtrails. Chemtrails. You know, all kinds of there. We we have a bit of the tinfoil cr- hat crowd around. Um, yeah. Not, so that'll you know, that'll be interesting to find. Makes, yeah, it makes life interesting. And then there's a whole crowd that just think they're fun target practice. Ah, oh boy, that's scary. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, you know, the clay pigeon. That's kind of a high tech version of a clay pigeon. It moves around. Yeah, man. Well, that's, I, I don't know. What do those things cost? I'll have oh, to look know, that, one thing, thing. that drone's got to be – that's hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not a million-dollar piece of equipment. Oh, 
I mean, yeah. it's not like you're going down to your hobby shop and buying some parts and putting a drone together. That's true. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I know those little, yeah, that's a pretty sophisticated unit. And I and it, it carries a pretty heavy payload, too. So Right. But, I mean, you can buy a little cheapy drone for. Oh, sure. I mean, but that's, but you know, that's, that's not that's that's not that. That's not that unit. I'm surprised. It says it, 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 uh, it's, it says it's more than a hundred K. Wow. Um, but you know, I mean, for a piece of, um, you know, agricultural, uh, equipment, I mean, that's, you know, tractors and combines and all that stuff. They, and I don't know what those machines that they use to actually go down the, you know, they have pickers, right? Yep. Machine pickers. They have, uh, you know, tractors that are sized to go down in between the vineyards. I mean, all that stuff's got to be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. If it rains, if it rains a lot and you got to get out and you got to spray something that's going to um, keep the keep the mole counts down or control it, you can use that drone to do that. And if it's rained a lot in the past, I mean, you have to wait till the ground can support your tractor. Right. To get out there. Yeah. And it might be too late by the time you get your tractor out there and you're looking at losing, you know, a significant part of your crop. So this drone could really, really be a big savings in areas where, um, you know, hilly areas where or where the terrain is a little bit more difficult to get through the vineyards. Well, and if you think about this, too, from the standpoint of automation, you know, over time, you know, you marry the the drone the drone's capability to do things like spray and and even do inspection yeah just check the general yeah the health of the plants you know and then coupled with any um you know coupled with any systems you have that are handling you know um or other sensors you might have you know soil moisture um or just what's going on with the grapes you know those things can ought to be automated oh yeah you know, so it's like you don't, you just, you just kind of sit back and watch your grapes grow and let the robots work. Yeah, um, well, it'd be interesting. It, it kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting because you always hear about these guys, you know, I'm a wine grower and I'm always, you know, walking through the vineyards. I go through the vineyard every day. You know, it's, at some point you might not have to do that as much. You know, you could get a little relief. You could go on your trip and have the drone roll around and, uh, you know, check on the general health of the vineyard. And you could just, you know, kind of build your orders from afar, so to speak. For sure. For sure. Hey, I've got, uh, I, I have, unfortunately, have time for sort of one more. All right. I've got a roll. I, I think we should talk about the fraud article. Oh, the Coors execs. Yes. Um, and it, so this is a, so first of all, it's like a federal indictment, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's good when you get the U.S. Attorney's Office involved. Yeah, that's yeah. You're in trouble. <laughs> you're in big trouble. And what, and what I've actually found most interesting about this is most of the people. I think the the main perpetrator was in his fifties, but the other people involved were in their you know late fifties, early sixties, and there were a couple people in their seventies. Yeah, these are big time uh, corporate executives with yeah. a large company, Miller's Coors. And it's not a it's not a huge amount of money either. It's like seven million dollars over you know from like oh three to uh, fourteen. Yeah. So as we we're talking earlier, I, I really think it's like weekend spending money. 
But apparently, you know, it's been alleged that they've used the money for um, investments. Uh, let's see. Uh, what did they invest in? Uh, an arena football team and a hotel. And uh, they used it on guns, uh, guns, international golf trips, and hunting holidays. So, you know, they, at least they were using the money for, for, you know, good uses. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, you know, yeah, that's true. Allegedly. Um, you know, probably a few door kickers coming to visit them. You got firearms. There's, you know, the SWAT team might come. My gosh. So the, I guess what they were doing is they were they were making up. They were padding their expense reports. Well, they were they were billing the company for fictitious events, you know, like food and, and beer pairings and trainings, promotional events. Yeah. And, uh, and not only were they making up the events, but they were overcharging them for the events that they made up. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going, go all in. <laughs> go all in. It's pretty pretty wow. ballsy, man. Wow. So um, uh, this one gentleman, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, David Coletti. He was uh, actually the vice president. So, you know, this guy's he's big time. Yeah. He's, uh, he's facing 20 counts of fraud. And each count carries a maximum 20-year prison sentence and a fine of $250,000. So he's looking at 400 years. <laughs> wow. How many millions of uh, dollars in fines? So uh, he was... they'll do jail. Well, I assume they'll do jail time. The guys in their 50s probably will. Oh, God, I don't know. It's... it's you know, what do you do if you got some guy that's like 65 or something and, you know... The white collar crime, yeah, money. I, take I, their money. Yeah, just take their money, and uh, I mean, do the Madoff thing. Take all their, take all the resources. And, yeah, but but, but you Madoff know, work took all Starbucks. the resources and put them in jail. Yeah, well, you know, go to work at McDonald's for a while. Jeez, that'll be some humbling stuff. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I guess it's a wrap, huh? This yeah, is a that's shorty good. for us. Yeah, well, I. Yeah, we'll have to see how long it actually is with the with the uh, phone call interruption. <laughs> okay, you, you, like I said, you got to leave that in. Hey. It sounded great over here. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, you're killing me. All right, I'm glad that happened to you and not me. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, All right. well, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, we'll uh, try to keep you in tune with the wine news. We do have a podcast coming up real soon. Uh, Dealing with uh, rosé wines. We'll and, be at the uh, tasting on Monday. Yeah, yeah. So we, we'll have some new stuff coming out. We've been a little bit lax, but it's um, we it's have. Coming. It's not like we haven't been tasting wine. We just haven't been uh, We're just talking. Not, about not talking. It. All right. All right, Bill. Thanks. Cheers. Take care.